did you know there are estimated to be over 170,000 words in general usage within the English language and over 400,000, which we could class as obsolete, not longer in use? There's no absolute no way any human being could contain that much vocabulary, which is why an understanding of the morphology of language is absolutely essential. So join this, our very next vocabulary investigation, with our resident vocabulary detectives, Lisa and Sarah. Lisa, I hope you're basking in the northeast sunshine today. I tell you what, it's lovely outside. It's gorgeous. It's it all tropical on Teesside today. <laughs> so before we start our next detective session, just could you remind us all, please, what the morphology of language is and then why it is really important? Yeah, sure. So it's we agreed in the last one that it's the structures, looking how the way in which words are formed so that you can look at linked words and how they're all kind of tied up tied up with one another. And we agreed that it's really essential because as you just said in that opening there, we can't learn words in isolation. We have to learn these kind of common threads, if you like, so that we can build and extend our vocabulary independently. So there's quite a new, well, I'm saying new theory, but there is quite a new theory in terms of research theory, um, the cognitive load theory, which speaks about, doesn't it, about how much capacity our brain has to contain and to hold information in. Um, does the understanding of the morphology of language prevent us from becoming cognitively overloaded? Yeah, of course it does. If you think about how many words you need in a particular topic, right, and then multiply that by how many topics are in each subject, and then multiply that again by the number of subjects each of our students are studying, you quickly, quickly get to a scary, scary number. So yeah, of course it does. You can learn explicitly those units and then apply them to, to rafts of words. So just reminders of the units, and I know at the moment, this last episode and this episode today, we'll be looking at STEM. So just remind yeah. us, what, what's, the, what's the word STEM again? So we've got the word stem, we've got a root word, we've got a prefix, we've got a suffix. So our root word um, often is a word in its own right that we then might add a prefix to or a suffix to alter its meaning or add to its meaning in some way. We've got a stem, which I often kind of use the analogy that it's like a seed. It's, it's where you can break the, the, the root word down into even further. And that again, you will see that in multiples of words, just like you would see um, words sharing prefixes and suffixes. So often searching in within a word for that stem or that root, you, you're, you're looking yeah. for where the meanings kind of grow. Where, yeah, where it's originated from. And it often lends loads of, of knowledge to the, the overall meaning of that word. So, should we have a think about what we did last week? Come on, I think you said, I think you're yeah. hinting that you wanted to try and test me, which is a bit, bit frightening. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to be always be the oh. one on the spot. So, we looked at, um, we explored the um, the stem Greg, didn't we? we so, did. what, what does that mean again? Um, we said that Greg meant to crowd or to flock. Yeah, so we looked at it within the word congregation and, um, and segregationist, I think, last time. Yeah, and, and segregation, we were you you got all fancy with segregation because we said that um, Greg is to flock or to gather, and an mm -hmm. ist was a person or person. thing that. Yeah. So and then you said yes last time, sorry, that seg um, meant to cut. So segregation, we we 
investigated to actually literally mean to be cutting away to coming yeah. away from the flock so it's a person who promotes coming away from a flock yeah. um, but then didn't you say that you started talking about scissors instead <laughs> yeah because I said sometimes you can see it you can see it in incise I use these two words tonight incisors and scissors because that's where um because we started going down um side c-i-d-e didn't we yeah. Um, and then we went through, well, actually, the stem of that is can, can change and can be meaning to cut to as cut. well as to kill, which we often think of, but it's oh, from course. the same origin. Of course, we started talking about regicide and homicide. Yeah. It's amazing, because it's true. What you said at the beginning is true. You start thinking about the roots and the stems, and look, we, before we were yeah. knowing it, we've just yeah. spoken about like five or six words there we'd never even thought of yeah. speaking about. Yeah. So you're not getting away from it. Oh, I'm going to stop God, you talking. You're not getting away from it. <laughs> so let's think of the word, if, if you were to describe somebody as gregarious. Okay. So my understanding, just a definition of gregarious, is someone who's kind of like um, really exciting and out there and, and, and sort of really lively, the, the life and soul of the party, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, Greg, it's interesting, isn't it? He's our first time we've looked at where the stem comes at the beginning of the word. So they don't always need to be in the middle, I'm guessing, yeah. which, which yeah. I think sometimes is a misconception. Yeah. So Greg is obviously to group or to flock and us is full of, am I full right? Of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so gregarious would be, this is where it's strange, isn't it? So gregarious would be like full of flock or full of group. <laughs> but is it like a gregarious character, therefore someone who is, is so full of energy that they are like they they feel like they're the whole group. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually a really interesting point. When you do this with students, when you use your morphemic analysis and you pull it, you strip it, you kind of falls off the bone, right? So you look at your suffix, what it is, your stem, what it is, your prefix, what it is. That's an that's a skill in itself. But then the the skill on top of that is to then weave it back together again for knowledge and to to make it make sense. Um, and yes, which is what you demonstrated there and, and and it's and it's making it make sense but also contextualizing i suppose in a way yeah, yeah. I, know, I know we might we might touch on in a moment um because you're right you, everybody's ideas of vocabulary is going to be slightly different depending on their life experiences yeah. and what yeah, they're yeah, going yeah, through. Yeah. right come on i'm on, on a roll yeah challenge so me challenge your next, me your next one um aggregate <laughs> oh my word <laughs> <laughs> all right so well, this has multiple meanings, I think. But when I think of aggregate, right, my dad used to do an awful lot of, like, building. Right, And he was okay. always going down B&Q or the equivalent and coming home with bags of aggregate. And they were, like, stones and pebbles and, and shale yeah. and what have you. Um, but you use my morphemic analysis. I know that um, ag or ad, the prefix, is means, like, um, toward or for or yeah, to yeah. something. yeah. Yeah. Um, and Greg is to group or flock. So is it's kind of like, if I th then think about those particles of material in those bags, it's like um, going towards the group. So little, little things yeah. coming come as one big Yeah, thing. yeah, because all of that rough, that loose, I know, probably someone's going to criticise me here, stones, pebbles, whatever it is <laughs> in the aggregate bag, they're compressed together, aren't they, to form that, that, that yeah, solid... Yeah. Yeah, solid thing yeah, yeah, how well yeah. um it's interesting you said it can be used a couple of because how else do you use that word aggregate it's like isn't it a mathematical term or something to do with kind of um oh you've been way better than me i was thinking of football oh go on, no, no, go on not go on, that i'm into footy but you you mentioned football last session <laughs> you are you're a, well, I'm you're a, footballer. a <laughs> <laughs> um far from it um 
you you see that, don't you? If you're watching a football match yeah. um, within a competition, you'll see it and it says the aggregate, it'll give you the score of that particular great game That's and then right. it'll give you the aggregate score. Yeah, which is what they got last time. Yeah, yeah. Out, out of all of the games that they've played, putting those scores together, this is the overall score. The group score, yeah. That was a so much better example than my dad with his bags of cement. No, but it's funny, though, because I used to, with this job, I used to initially do a lot of driving, and driving up and down the A19, I would follow vans that said aggregate on right on the back. You know, I can't remember the, the company, but it's right big green lettering. Uh-huh. And I was, oh, wonder where that you can't you do it everywhere don't you if you're lexonic you take this everywhere why does that mean once you've been lexonified there is no (laughs) escape that's a good thing because it's making us really look at language and the words we use and not taking them for granted we we use all this word these words don't we we hear things and you know i I used to be terrible as a kid of just pretending i knew what things meant yeah but it's not until like i really started to understand language that you 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 can pick and choose the vocabulary you use so beautifully when you when you want to did I, did oh. I pass? Did I pass the test? Yeah, I think you did, actually. Flying oh. colours. Yes, excellent. <laughs> I've always been top spot, Lisa, so it's always nice to hear you. <laughs> so, um, so we're going to be constantly building on this. That's the whole point. So we've done Greg, and every session we get together, we'll then review what we've done before to make sure that it sticks and our memory and our vocabulary is really, really growing. Um, but we also need to add new information all the time. So I'm going to propose to you, Lisa, that we have a look at a STEM again this week as for more um, investigation and um, to kind of try and build our STEM bank. Okay. And one that I always think is actually super, super important and really kind of like easy to grasp in a way is the STEM track. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm thinking of, um, first of all, I'm going to ask you, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. And then how do you know? Okay. So if we go like baseline word with this one, it's the one I use with students. I, I know you do as well, Sarah, because I've seen you do it. Um, I go with the word tractor because um, the meaning of the stem here is a literal meaning within this word. So a tractor is called a tractor because it drags or pulls heavy machinery, replace the horse, right? So the OR at the end is a what it can be a person or a thing that, so in tractor, it's a thing that. And thing that what? A thing that drags or pulls. So that's what track is, drag or pull. So track is drag or pull because of track. I love that that mm-hmm. that visual clue I've got in my head yeah, there. Yeah. So um, where I often then think about this stem and I think of the context of the dentist <clears> and <throat> extraction, extracting a tooth. So yeah. extraction, what does it mean and how do we know? Okay, so extraction, I'm going to, remove you from your context of dentists but so let's just look at it as a word so as a word it means the act of the process or, or possibly the result of because we've got our shun suffix so it's the and i really like it that it's working often in words it's working from the back forward mm-hmm. so it's working from the forward when you're using it to find your words so it's the act of the process of dragging or pulling something out we know it's out because of x think, think of exit um extinguish ex-boyfriend out yeah so it's the act of the process of dragging or something pulling something out so that doesn't matter if it's your tooth or whether it's a pupil or whether it's extracting meaning so metaphorically pulling something out yeah and the meaning is the same isn't it across all of those different contexts so an extractor fan Mm -hmm. is you said always a thing that a thing that is dragging or pulling something out and often you find them in a kitchen don't you when you're cooking so it's dragging or pulling your stinky bacon smell out or whatever (laughs) it is that you're cooking it's interesting you talked there about context clues and i straight away put this vocabulary into context 
and which might have been a little bit naughty of me actually in terms of what we're doing with um, looking at the morphology of language. Talk to me a little bit about your thoughts and feelings about context clues when we're looking at vocabulary. So with context clues with vocabulary, they they do serve a purpose. They can aid a student, but often it's at the end. It's not your leading. So our leading, like we will preach from Lexonic, is your morphemic analysis. Because quite often within an educational setting, your context is brand new or unfamiliar. So reading around a word when it's unfamiliar isn't really often going to help you, is it? No. So the morphemic analysis is your leading, whereas then your context clues can help confirm once you've applied your morphemic analysis. So if we were encountering the word extraction for the first time, mm-hmm. we'd, used, we'd used our morphemic analysis and go, right, it's the process, something's happening, pulling something out. Then if I were to read around, um, around that word, I can work, okay, no, that makes sense. You know, the, the extraction hood was broken in the kitchen. You know, that would, that would make sense. So, And um, I suppose, it is, does that make sense also then with like being over-reliant upon pictures as context clues? Yeah, so um, in a different stage of a, 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 a becoming a skilled reader, if you're um, at the other end of things and you're using flashcards, cue cards, that kind of thing. Um, so an EAL learner, for example, might use these they served they served if they do serve a purpose they can help um link a, link a sound or a word to something but there is the danger of becoming over reliant on that it, that one image so that if you're learning we're going down to phonemes here but if a is for apple then there's a danger of having too much of a close association thinking a is apple and it's not yeah. so but they do serve a purpose because it helps you develop spoken vocabulary so you can use them they can act as an aid to talk around that picture yeah. um bringing in some kind of conversational language but i actually have a good example of that when i um was in a school in saudi arabia and they were doing their letter sounds and they had picture clues all around the room and there was one little girl she was gorgeous and she was that she was building the sounds to actually spell out the word rug and the picture was of a rug but in her head she was seeing the rug and she was seeing a carpet and she was stood as loud as you can imagine. And she's going, er, oh, g, er, oh, g, carpet. <laughs> and the teacher kept saying, blend together. But because she, she, was, she was doing her sounds beautifully, but she was all reliant on that picture. And in her head, the picture was carpet. Yeah. Um, uh, Mum often uses this same uh, similar story for me. We were playing I spy in the back of the car, and I said it began with um, the the letter R. Um, or I was I was doing the falling sound. She was very good, so R. And um, we got to it, and we'd been learning um, sounds at school, and it was bouncing bunnies, bouncing bunnies, and I changed it to rabbits. So it, you know the, the association, <laughs> yeah, it can, it can it can hold us up, can't it? It's a bit bit of a so, so our first part of call without doubt in terms of context clues, you would say is definitely morphology. So we look oh, at yes. morphology yeah. first and we try and see. But then with my English secondary school teacher head on, and there were a couple of other things that I just thought our listeners might find quite helpful if we yeah. kind of, if we just went through in terms of things that can be helpful in context. So um, 
first and foremost, without doubt, look for that hidden meaning in that morphology and start to unpick and decode that meaning best you can, like we've just done with extraction there. Another real good top tip for people is to really think about when you're reading a paragraph, what sort of real world examples are in there. So for instance, if we use the word congregation, which we looked at at the beginning, imagine the paragraph said, congregations such as in football stadiums, concerts or churches have a responsibility to be safe. Actually, the context of that entire sentence within that, that, that stream gives you what the definition of congregation is. You've just, so, so if your morphology is still hasn't quite got you there, yeah, yeah. you can look at that real-world example within that, that sentence. Um, contrasts and things actually are quite um, interesting to look within a paragraph. And often for this, you're searching for words and phrase, phrases like unlike or opposed to or compared with. So for instance, um, discrimination, unlike fairness to all people can have long-lasting damaging effects so again you rather than just thinking of context just being a situation or a picture look at the other clues that may be in that sentence if your morphology is not quite where it needs to be in order to get you totally out of that learning pit or out of that horrible time yeah and if you let me just if we revisit morphology just quickly something that you'll you'll have to work on as well when when using that strategy is to make it clear where it might be where the meaning might be used metaphorically or literally. Okay. So we talked about extraction being literally a physical act, whereas you could look at other things where it's used um, more metaphoric. And I'm trying to rack my brain now, but um, if you, I can't know, I can't think. Subtraction mm -hmm. um, within... Um, within mathematics that's not a that's not a, a physical act that's happening so often you have to talk around that and, and the use of the word so then so, when it's removed and put into a different context yeah. they can apply the same meaning but so let's let's just have a quick look then have a quick play with subtraction so that people can get what we mean so let me have a go let me have a go <laughs> so subtraction so tract is to drag or to pull Shun the act result or process of so working backwards like you said is always a good idea so the act result or process of dragging or pulling something now with sub my mind is going to a subway mm -hmm. which is a pathway or a road underneath another road or a, a, a train line or the subway sandwich that when you when you eat it goes below your belt yeah in your big tummy below your belt so I think sub means below yeah. So subtraction, the act result of process of dragging or pulling something below. Yes. So, so pulling that's it. Literal pulling it below or out. So then in maths, it's 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 the removal, isn't it? It's the taking away of something, which yeah, like you said. Taking away, the reducing. Yeah, absolutely. So you 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 can do your morpheme analysis, but there will always be the role of that subject specialist teacher putting it back into the context of their curriculum area which is really important but by having that morphemic analysis of being able to do that you then as an individual can put that into any exactly. context can't you? exactly yeah, yeah yeah which goes right back to the beginning of when you said no no sarah don't just think of the dentist for extraction yeah. but yeah. learning that process you then can figure out the context yourself yeah if you don't know the the word at that deeper level you will encounter problems when you when you see it within a different an unfamiliar context yeah you often can't make the links yeah well excellent right I think it's game time. Oh, do you? I think we need to get that uh, that cheeky game music running. Um, it's not a difficult one this week, I don't think, and it's not a nonsensy one. I think we should just play a little bit of quick fire. 
track okay. of tennis okay? okay so i'm going to throw a word at you and i want you to analyze it and then you throw one back at me and then analyze it and i'll have a go you might okay. have to help me out i've got to think of words <laughs> right okay okay if you can't think any i'm just going to keep throwing them i've got five <laughs> i'm scribbling down five or oh, six actually maybe six if i'm being cheeky um okay so are we ready for this little all stem tennis Word number one, coming straight at you, distraction. Distraction, act of the process of pulling or dragging something away, so often somebody's attention. Dis being away, boom, right, done. Uh, one coming to you, contraction. Contraction, the act of the process of dragging or pulling something con together. Together or with, awesome. <laughs> and we did we did a little bit of that last week, didn't we? So contraction, act of yep. the process of dragging something together or with. Yeah. yeah. Marvellous. Yeah. One each. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, um, subcontractor. <laughs> so a person or thing that, uh, so I'm going with person who pulls things together. Um, so, but then you've got the sub, meaning below, sort of um, somebody that, that doesn't have the first contract, somebody below that. So pulling or dragging things together, making things work within a building sense, I suppose, right? Within a. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so the, the, and sub being below that's important, isn't it? It's not, it's not the co so a contractor is yeah. the person who so, pulls things together, together, making it happen. Yeah, and then you've got the sub meaning below or can be up, to, up from as well, but but yeah, below or under. Oh, um, that was a good one. Well done. Well done. I think you would be. You've oh, it's a Michael. You should let uh, another one. Uh, contract. Oh, what? Contract? Okay. Um, well, I know what one of them is, but you told me I'm not allowed to use my context. So, um, con together or with, tracked means to drag or pull. So, you're literally pulling something together. And a contract is where you are writing down and stating and signing an agreement or when you're yeah. deciding on something and you're pulling it together. So, a contract is literally just the, the dragging or pulling of something together. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, virtual high five. <laughs> two each, two each, that'll do. I can't right. push pushes anymore. We'll, 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 you know, we, we've got to finish on a high, Lisa. <laughs> so in this session, we have not only looked at the STEM track, meaning to drag or pull, and reviewed the STEM Greg, meaning what, Lisa? Uh, to crowd off lock. Thank you very much. But we've had a little bit of an exploration of the, uh, the pitfalls, but also the really great stuff sometimes to use to do with context. And we played our little game. Lisa, thank you so much for another great episode of Vocabulary Detectives. And we will get together next time where we're going to be thinking about the STEM press. So that's quite mm. an interesting one. So um, please, please, please tune in again, everybody, or check us out on our website and on social media where you'll be able to get access to this podcast and many more resources from Lexonic. Thanks ever so much again, Lisa. Thank you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>